Hi there. You're listening to Sword Explained. Yes, you are. And uh, that's Kellen Doherty over there. And that's Leah Nielsen down yonder. <laughs> over yonder. <laughs> down the street from me. Down a couple of states. Yep. <laughs> a couple of time zones. Yeah, and uh, Kellen's going to be splaining something. Well, I hope so. <laughs> You better. <laughs> uh, we'll see. I no promises. Uh, <laughs> no, I might. I might have a little, a little something, something for you. Ooh, a little ditty. A little, a little education, um, education light. Because you probably won't <laughs> learn much, but you'll, you'll hear some things. I mean, Good. that's all that school really is, anyway. Who yeah, remembers? you're just sitting there hearing things all day. Yeah, I took like four years of Spanish, all I know is breakfast foods. So how smart am I? Yeah, sometimes I like to think back to all the skills I used to have, and it's like simultaneously tragic and and tappy. Like, it's like, oh yeah, I used to play the flute Mm -hmm. and speak French. (laughs) (laughs) So classy. (laughs) Yeah. It just sounds like you should be a royal. It does. I also learned the harpsichord and drawing. (laughs) My figure sketching. Every young lady needs to know how to do this. You're cross-stitch. You do cross-stitch. I do do cross-stitch. That's the fanciest thing about me. I I got some whimsy. I I bake cakes. Ooh. You know. That too. Little. I made a fake cake. So, oh, yeah, you were sent me something about that. Oh, man, that was uh, some emotional drama. <laughs> it was an ordeal. It was a whole ordeal. I had to go specifically to Hobby Lobby, buy fake oh, strawberries. Them. Yeah, I didn't want to go, but I had to. They're the, they corner the market when it comes to fake fruits. <laughs> <laughs> Very specific. <laughs> they don't have them at Michael's. They don't have them at Joanne Fabrics. I went on a Sunday. Then I was like, oh, they're closed. Oh, of course. Jesus. The, the two <laughs> things Hobby Lobby knows about are fake fruits and Jesus Christ. <laughs> they're like, screw you. You can't make a fake cake on the Lord's <laughs> Day. The What's Lord's wrong with you? <laughs> on the Lord's Day? Why would you be doing this? <laughs> so I got a bunch of spackle. I got styrofoam. I made it. I hung it up. It falls down. Shatters everywhere. I was hung it? I didn't know it was meant to be hung. Yeah, it was like some cool eclectic art that you could hang on your wall. Um, (laughs) Then I went on Etsy and I just bought one for like $25. And it looks way better. Uh (laughs) It's like a talented person made it. (laughs) (laughs) And that's when I was like, I gotta stop crafting for a while because things are getting out of hand. I can't be going to Hobby Lobby all the time. Cannot support Hobby Lobby with money. That's not good. They had so many signs, just like aisles. Like and live, aisles. laugh, love. Yeah, like love. I said love. <laughs> live, laugh, love. No, that's correct. It's I love. Have that <laughs> live, laugh, tub, and it's just above the bathtub. <laughs> just in the tub on the bottom of the bathtub. Yeah. <laughs> that would be good. That's good decor. Yeah. I actually had a really good idea, and no one steal this. All of our many listeners don't steal this. 
to paint paintings from cartoons. Like, so like Bob's Burgers has like a painting that's always in the restaurant that's like a burger with wings. And like, I would like actually paint that and I feel like people would buy that on Etsy. Oh, yeah, I'm sure people would buy that. Yeah, yeah. People people (laughs) like things from, from other things. Yeah. So... Make some things. <laughs> you could make some bank. Yeah, I'll try. <laughs> yeah. I was really on the hunt for a Danny DeVito prayer candle. Oh man, that's funny. Um, you know, because how they make like those celebrity ones it, and they're it funny. has to exist. It does. They're pricey though. I was like, I don't know if I can spend thirty dollars on this right now. This seems ridiculous, but I really want it. So it's, it's only a so matter funny. of time. I'm like, and like, he's just the perfect person for me. I was like, no one else fits this except Danny DeVito for me. I need this. Yes, he's a saint. (laughs) He's actually a saint. Like, he's a very good person. Yeah, I bet he's better than Jesus. So I said it. Probably. Probably. (laughs) You heard it here first. I don't care if Easter just You're like, why? Why was Jesus so good? He didn't. Did he do anything specifically very good? He had a big dinner. And this is going to make so many people Why was Jesus so good? I mean, and he died. All... Isn't it like he died for our sins? Like, he didn't mean to. He was murdered. <laughs> right? He was tortured to death. That's a bad right. way to go. I mean, he, like, cured lepers and, like, didn't he wash oh, people's feet? And, like, yeah, the blind. People and... Take, okay. like, so he was like moderately sick. charitable. He was a socialist. That gets <laughs> real mad though. Oh, that'll that'll enrage the real ones. <laughs> and he wasn't white. And then, oh boy, Tucker Carlson gets real mad about that. <laughs> he definitely wasn't. <laughs> Speaking of Tucker Carlson, he's not going to be in this episode. But some other men like Tucker Carlson are going to be sprinkled in here. Isn't that fun? I do not know who Tucker Carlson is. What? I'm going to assume he's a bigoted white man. <laughs> he is, like, like the face of Fox News. Like, he looks like a aging frat boy. <laughs> like, very, like, orange tanny. Like, has a show. He's just, like, very angry. He's like, the yeah. immigrants are coming to take your jobs. He's like, if you saw a picture of him, you would, you would see. You would know who he was if he saw probably probably yeah well leah (laughs) this episode this is gonna have everything you could ever ask for uh we got guns we got cattle we got arson we got a singing troop um it it doesn't get any better than this (laughs) no are all of those in the same room (laughs) it's wild uh for a bit oh okay (laughs) So today, I'm going to be explaining to you the American far-right anti-government militia called the Oath Keepers. So, (laughs) you may find that name familiar since it has been circling a lot recently since January 6th, 2021. Um, For everyone's Ah, knowledge, that was like a weird thing. Weird. Um, No, it was a whole shit show. So, the January 6th attack had a lot of different players in it. You got the Proud Boys, just like the weird old MAGA people. You got QAnon worshippers. But you also have the Oath Keepers. 
But the Oath Keepers didn't just pop out of nowhere for January 6th. They've been all over the place. And they didn't just pop out because of Trump either. They've been around for much longer than that. Um, and the whole wild history is just utterly stupid. <laughs> so that is what I'm going to talk to you about today. So okay. spoiler alert, a lot that I'm going to say, end quote, is literally some of the dumbest things people have ever said <laughs> or done. <laughs> Cool, cool. <laughs> now, like I said, the Oath Keepers, they are a far-right radical group. They are a hate group and on domestic terrorist watch lists. So we're off to a great start. Yeah, um, stand up, people. <laughs> quote, in 2015, Mark Pitcavage of the Anti-Defamation League described the group as heavily armed extremists with a conspiratorial and anti-government mindset looking for potential shutdowns showdowns, excuse me, with the government. Ooh, that's hostile. <laughs> yeah. But to understand the humble beginnings of this great community, we have to go back to 2009. Now, Leah, while you and I were juniors in high school, uh, this no. hate group was being birthed into the American conscious. Oh, wow. Uh, it was founded by a man who, I mean, just the name, of course, of course, he's the founder. His name is Elmer Stewart Rhodes. Uh, <laughs> I mean, have you ever met a good Elmer? Besides? No, but I mean, Elmer Fudd isn't so bad. <laughs> Actually, no, that's not true. He's trying to murder a rabbit the whole time. Yeah, he's pretty, I was gonna say, I don't know a lot about <laughs> Elmer Fudd, but I'm pretty sure he, like, wants to kill a lot. He just wants to kill all the time. And he's heavily armed, so. Yeah, so fits right into this narrative. <laughs> The only Elmer I could think of was the glue tycoon, whoever he was. Isn't he a cow? <laughs> it's, I mean, there's like a cow on the outside of the Elmer glue thing. I thought his name what? was just Elmer. What? Yeah. Elmer glue has a cow on it? It, you, it was at least used to, I thought. I have no recollection of that. I mean, it's like made of hooves, so... Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I feel like it was like, oh. yeah, he's still on there, little cow. Really? Yeah. I gotta, I gotta look up some glue. I, it's been a long time. <laughs> I know. When was the last time as an adult you used Elmer's glue? <laughs> oh, you know, I have, it's been a long time. Because if I'm an adult woman, I have hot glue guns. Right. I, <laughs> I can burn myself. super glue. <laughs> yeah. I have gorilla glue. I've, I've yeah, leveled up. Yeah, I have the up. strong shit. I, yeah. I don't need any of this weak elders anymore. <laughs> and even when I use that glue to try to hang things like a fake cake, it doesn't <laughs> even work. So elders didn't even stand a chance. <laughs> now, Rhodes is a Yale Law School graduate. He's a former U.S. Army paratrooper and a former staffer for Republican Congressman Ron Paul. So Rhodes is, yeah, he's accomplished, which is why he was able to become an accomplished extremist. Uh, mem he was a member that was, oh, he instructed, was instructed to, quote, form the citizen preservation team, which included militias to operate in communities ac across the country, meant to defend Americans against the government, intentionally letting the country descend into chaos, then declaring martial law and scrapping the Constitution, stating that they are preparing to control and contain us and to shoot us, but not preparing to feed us. So weird. Yeah. It's like, why, it's like, there's like such a fine line between being so 
into the constitution, like applying it to every possible thing and then slightly, and then just like flipping a little bit and completely rejecting it. <laughs> yeah. The whole thing is just a crazy idiotic contradiction because they're so pro constitution and they're so anti-government and that doesn't yeah, make any sense. No, that sense. doesn't make any sense there. <laughs> And I think because they're like, oh, well, like, just a bunch of bros just, like, got together and wrote the Constitution. It wasn't, like, the government yet. But it's, like, that's not, but what do you think? Like, who? It's Isn't just, our like, government just now a bunch of bros? Yeah, it's always <laughs> been a bunch of bros. Always, always been a bunch of bros. <laughs> there's just more of them now. I mean, and also yeah. there's some diversity now, thankfully. Yeah. <laughs> And so, like, they hate government overreach, so they're, like, libertarian, except multiply it by, you know, a million, and make it very violent and anti-government. Um, they don't trust the government, they don't like it, they, they just want, they don't want any kind of government, they just want the Constitution and nothing else. Um, which, it's something that me and a lot of my family members weirdly have in common, is none of us do like the government, but in very different ways. Like, a lot of my family members are like, we should just get rid of all of it. And I was like, no, we should, like, fund schools better <laughs> and give people health care. Yeah. <laughs> but the one thing we agree on is that we don't like the government right now. <laughs> now yeah. This, this is the only time in this tale where I will agree with the Oath Keepers, because, um, again, I come from a long line of libertarians. It's like, yeah, I understand you're not happy with a lot of where your tax money is going, with how people are spending it. It's all going to lobbyists and these like rich, rich old people that don't even understand what normal people are living like. Right. Um, so that's, but this is where we divert <laughs> in very different directions. Um, because the contradiction is that the Oath Keepers all about the Constitution. They are up in arms and angry and preparing to defend the Constitution at any cost. And when I say up in arms, I mean really up in arms because they've got AK-47s, they've oh, got yeah, sniper shit. rifles, they have a shit ton of artillery. Um, and these Oath Keepers, like, some of them are ex-military. Like, they, like, Elmer Rhodes was in the U.S. Army. Um, a lot of them do have actual military experience. A lot of them just want to say they have it, though. Like, there's a lot of posers. <laughs> I'm sure there are. They just want to feel like part of the boys. Yeah. Like, I remember the January 6th attack. Uh, Jordan Klepper, I think, from The Daily Show was there. And he, there were all these guys in, like, military gear. And he's like, oh, did you serve? Are you a veteran? They're like, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. Oh, you're not a military man. <laughs> no. <laughs> so the biggest fear is that the government is not going to uphold the Constitution or they're going to get rid of the Constitution as if these two things aren't going hand in hand. It's just completely crazy. Uh, they hate the government. They love the Constitution. Also, Rhodes has gone on record to state that Germany <laughs> could have totally avoided that whole you know, World War II genocide mess, um, if the Germans had just not followed Hitler's orders. You know, the most simplistic, idiotic view of war. Like, well, just don't listen mm. to that guy and you wouldn't have killed six million Jewish people. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, if I was alive in 1940, I would have just killed Hitler. It would have been so simple. 
Yeah, that's not how it would have worked for you, buddy. <laughs> Rhodes said that something like that could never happen here as long as the military and police force obey their oaths to defend the Constitution and refuse to just blindly follow the leader. The leader being anyone in government, especially the president, except, of course, if it's President Trump, because then that's cool. As long as it's like then a Republican. But like, oh, Obama, oh boy, like, you better not. Because uh, <laughs> the only people in the White House that they fully support, surprise, surprise, was Trump. But everybody else, they hate. Yeah. Now, Rhodes is very paranoid that the government is going to try to seize their weapons, push the country into one entire socialistic state, and anyone who doesn't comply will be forced into a concentration camp. So he fully believes that the Holocaust is going to happen here, and he's, you know, against the right for standing up against fascism. The Holocaust is going to happen against just white dudes with guns? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, You know okay. the war on white men that's raging. Yeah. <laughs> and it's probably, I mean, like, all the people freaking out about critical race theory and, like, burning books. And they're like, the fascists are taking over. It's like, you're the ones burning books. <laughs> so you're I really don't, like, doing you guys a lot. are real confused. Also, like, there's straight up people who are, like, unapologetic neo-Nazis that were part of that, like, overthrow. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, what are you doing with them? Yeah, <laughs> like, a lot of people in Holocaust t-shirts at the January 6th attack. Like, do you... Okay. Like, uh, okay. <laughs> You're cool with them, though? <laughs> And so the Oath Keepers, they're, they're pro-military, pro-police, but it's only if you're on their side, which is, of course, jumbled, because you hate the government, but you're okay with the military and the police. Which is know. actually a branch of the government. <laughs> right. You know they're tied to the government. Um, I don't understand where they draw, like, the line of anti-government. Like, do you not go to the post office? Do you have a driver's license? Can't drive on roads. Do you use, yeah, do you use tolls at roads? Have you been over a bridge lately? Where does (laughs) it end? (laughs) Can't do that. But we've got to table Elmer for right now, because while he formed this whole mess, um, there's some very prominent members that we got to talk about. Mm. So first we got to talk about a man named... People were also saying his name differently. I believe it's Cliven Bundy. Or you could say Cliven Bundy. <laughs> not Clyde. Oh no. The Bundys. Bundy. <laughs> the Bundys are a great family. <laughs> this is Cliven Bundy. Cliven. Hello, my name's Cliven. <laughs> Ew. Like, dude. <laughs> you don't want to go on a date with a guy named Cliven? Yeah, no one's moaning Cliven in bed. <laughs> Well, Clement is also gonna make a lot of sense when I tell you who he is, given his name, because he was a cattle, he is, well, he was a cattle farmer in Bunkerville, Nevada, and Bunkerville sounds just like how you'd imagine it. In 2010, it had a population of 1,303 people, according to the census. So, Bundy is a very happily proud member of the Sovereign Citizens Movement, which Lee, I'm sure you remember talking about that yep. movement in your Subway episode. The Touched on. <laughs> wackadoodles. With, uh, um, yeah, Jared Fogel now a member. 
or really just for legal reasons, I think. <laughs> so, I mean, they got a great group, if you got this Living guy. and <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, the sovereign citizens movement is this idea that um, you are your own sovereign person, you belong to no country or government, like, my apartment is just the land of Kellen, I make all the rules, I answer to no one, Set my boss, who employs me, my landlord, who owns the apartment, and the internet company, my credit card company, the mailman, uh, who brings yeah, me some water. <laughs> Amazon, you know, yeah. who doesn't yeah. answer to Amazon? Besides all those people, this, I'm in charge. <laughs> now, these anti-government sovereign movement people are not concerned about all levels of government oversight. They just really don't seem to, like, they don't have many complaints about public schools, roads, waste management, public transportation. Like, they're not super concerned with that. You know what their biggest concern is? That is going to be guns. The government is not going to take our guns. They're also very concerned with taxes, because they view taxes as mostly illegitimate. Hmm. How dare you pay money to use the roads and the library? Yeah. <laughs> And these guys and gals, they do not want the government taking their money, and Bundy is very passionate about that. He does not view Nevada as a state under the federal government. He considers himself a citizen of sovereign Nevada. (laughs) (laughs) And Bundy says he inherited his farm um, from, like, his family, his grandparents. It was passed down. Uh, He came from, like, a long line of Mormons. Uh, also funny though, his land, he's saying it's an ancestral, he fails to mention that part of that was the land belonged to the native Moapa Paiute people, the indigenous people. Um, I mean, all of it did. None of these white people, <laughs> like, if you're going back to like, everyone owns the land that they had, like, you, do, you all gotta go. Yeah, it's like, (laughs) you don't, you didn't earn this. (laughs) You took it from these people first, and they're like, no, 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 but, but we're the white people, so this is different. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) And because this is America, like, none of, like, any of this Western land was ours. Um, Nevada, we got from the Mexican War, and it didn't become a state until 1864. So we, like, conquered it from Mexico, so... Whatever. Bundy is mm. like, no, 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 this, we were, <laughs> this is our ancestral land. This is ours now, because it was my grandpa's. <laughs> it's like, calm down, you're, like, fighting about Nevada, so let's, like, cool it for a little bit. Uh, <laughs> this is a quote from a man on YouTube named Hip Hughes, or at least that's what his YouTube name is, but he explains it very well, saying, quote, Article 4, Section 4 of the Constitution gives Congress the ability to set conditions for statehood, and that led to the passing of the Enabling Acts, which basically gave the federal government ownership over uninhibited, unused land in these western states so it could be utilized in the best interest of the whole United States. Nevada signed off on this, and so about 80% of land in Nevada is owned by the federal government. Hmm. So that's a lot of Nevada. Yeah. So again, this guy is super for the Constitution, but not that part of the Constitution that says the feds own the land he's on. Um, so that's how insane this is, is. He's literally fighting against himself because it's in the Constitution that the federal government owns this land. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> but a lot of ranchers use this federal land. One of those fine fellas is our guy Bundy. So we got Cliff and Bundy, Bunkerville, and some like real high tensions boiling with the federal government. So in 1989, the federal government declared the desert tortoise an endangered species. You know those guys, they're real cute. Um, ah. So the feds started a negotiation to preserve the tortoise population. So it all starts because of the tortoise. Oh. <laughs> now, how does this affect Bundy? Well, the, some of those regulations had to do with the grazing of cattle on federal land and the use of off-road vehicles to make sure the land is usable for years to come. So you're just like, the cattle are destroying it, the off-road vehicles are destroying it. Uh, but Cliven, he did not like that. Uh, he refused to reduce his number of cattle or make any adjustments. He refused to pay the fines that started racking up. And in 1993, his license to farm was even revoked. So in 1994, he's not supposed to have any cattle. They're like, you can't have this cattle farm. You didn't pay any of your fines. You're breaking the rules. We got to take your cattle. Yeah. And the fines just keep coming. <laughs> but Bundy is not budging. So by 2013, it just keeps going. Uh, the fines... <laughs> total up to millions of dollars. Oh my god. And in 2013, a letter was also sent to him giving him 45 days to vacate or else the cattle would be removed by the Bureau of Land Management. Right. It gave him like 20 years. <laughs> they gave him a lot of time. It gave him well over 20 years. And finally, they're like, okay, guy, like, you gotta just, we gotta take your cattle. So he ignores that. So in April of 2014, it all comes to a head. The Bureau shows up at his ranch, and Bundy calls his goons. That's right, the Oath Keepers come in. Here and they come. They are this hot is going to be a, ready. a Waco situation. Yep. <laughs> this is, like, what they live for. Like, they have been gearing up They've for this. They've been preparing for 20 years. Like, hoping a civil war will break out. And they're like, this guy has issues with his cattle, so I guess this is what's happening. We're going to start this, a civil war. This poor, like, agricultural agent that just has to, like, go there and it's, like, like, just trying to, like, enforce, like, laws for a yeah. tortoise. He's like, I just wanted, I didn't want all the tortoises to die. And they're like, we're gonna shoot you in the face. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> My rights! My rights! <laughs> he also got the White Mountain Militia, the Praetorian Guard to come to his aid, whatever that is. Like, all these weird groups. Mm -hmm. They start flooding in. Um, and they have this whole standoff. It's called the Battle of Bunkerville. But I feel like that <laughs> makes it sound cooler. It sounds like a civil war battle. Yeah, it does. And it like kind of leaves out how stupid a lot of it was. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm also not sure why these guys can come from all over the country at the drop of a hat to protect some cattle from the federal government. Like, do they not have jobs, families, children? Like, sorry, honey, you can take care of the five children for an indeterminate amount of time, right? I gotta fly to Nevada. Because Cliven, he needs me. Like, <laughs> Cliven. My like, boy Cliven. <laughs> and it should also be noted that when all these fellas showed up, Bundy threw a patriot party where he would hand out copies of the Constitution and he hired a George Washington impersonator to attend. 
And I guess he just like stood around and talked in like an old timey voice and they all ate barbecue together. Oh my god. So, so weird. I mean, say what you want, but these guys know how to party. They do. I was looking into, I think it was for my like it had to be like 23rd or something. I don't know. I was here. Um and I I wanted to get an impersonator for the party because I thought that would be hilarious. Just like any impersonator. <laughs> Just and I was like, celebrity. yeah, like, any celebrity, like Marilyn Monroe or like, yeah. And it's actually pretty hard to find in Baltimore any I impersonators. Bet. I bet they're very expensive too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm. Especially good ones. <laughs> yeah. If I could get like Whoopi Goldberg at my party, that'd be, that'd be sick. <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg impersonator. <laughs> I don't want George Washington, like the most no. boring man. Come on. No. Yeah. Mm. I wanted like Britney Spears if I were to really mm. choose one. Because that's yeah. like, I expect them to do like a couple like dancing, singing type things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There, there's a lot of material you can do for Britney. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, she should have come to the Patriot Party, and then maybe things would have turned out better, because no, they got George Washington. A better time. <laughs> now, when the protests start, uh, the Oath Keepers are able to stay in their, quote, First Amendment zones, and that is where they can stay in these, like, confined areas and peacefully assemble. It does not stay peaceful for very long. Mm-hmm. So rifles were pointed, a wildlife truck was rammed by an ATV, one of Bundy's sons was tased, a police dog was kicked, and officers were assaulted. Oh, no. <laughs> and many of the protesters wanted the women and children to be up in the front lines of the protests. Um, and they were like, this is great, because if any altercation does take place, the federal government is going to murder the women and children. And they'll go down in history as, like, horrible monsters. And we'll be the good guys, because we didn't... You'll be the good guys because we put the women and children in front? (laughs) What is up with them? They're like, it's a win-win for us. The women and children, that's a sacrifice you gotta make. You know, what child doesn't want to die by being, you know, shot in the head by a federal agent? Government suicide. (laughs) Because this guy doesn't want to pay his cattle fines. Jeez, they're so crazy. (laughs) Yeah, so the Bureau of Land Management, or the BLM, um, they're outnumbered. They're (laughs) out weapons. Yeah. (laughs) And things are getting tense, because these guys are screaming obscenities and threats in their faces. The BLM is kind of like, they have to walk away, because they were not expecting this, like, war. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they were like, we just, we're trying to get your cattle. (laughs) Now, (laughs) I didn't mention before, but Bundy and these Oath Keepers, they respect the town sheriff as like the law of the land. So the sheriff so is that's the fine. only one. Yeah, the sheriff is the only guy they listen to. No other police officer, no other form of government, just the sheriff. They're like, he's the king of the of the land, because um, they don't understand like how the government works. Like an old timey west. Yeah, like what are they doing? <laughs> like they think the police office is just like the sheriff and one of those one cells. Yeah, and they're like. like put the burglar in right they just put the bad guy in or like the drunk the town drunk is like in the jail cell and then the (sighs) cop falls asleep and you have to like get the keys from his pocket yeah that's what is that even from that's like burned into my memory from like so many parodies from things yeah Yeah. they definitely parody it in um 
that Gene Wilder movie. Blazing Saddles. Yeah, Blazing Saddles. There's like a whole scene with that. I feel like Full House kind of parodies it too. <laughs> Uncle Jesse gets arrested. <laughs> Does he? <laughs> I didn't know that episode. Oh yeah, he goes skydiving the day before his wedding or the day of his wedding, and then he gets it like was stuck not on a big Full House. <laughs> oh, I see. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure I've seen that episode about twelve times. <laughs> <laughs> So, I don't know why they love the sheriff, but I do think it's, like, they just, like, think he's some maverick from, like, the 1940s, and that, like, he gets to say whatever. So, it makes no sense anyway, but Bundy ordered the sheriff to de-arm all federal officials and bureaucrats in the state of Nevada. He was like, this is what I want, and this is how we make peace. Like, hey, sheriff, get all the feds to drop their weapons and, like, never own any weapons. Um, and the sheriff was like, who are you? Like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> I can't do that. I'm not the president. Uh, so that made Bundy more pissed off. But what the sheriff did do is he did negotiate with the BLM because he was the only one that Bundy would talk to. And so they, like, took the cattle for a bit, but then they released the cattle back to him. So now, like, quote, as of the end of 2015, Bundy continued to graze his cattle on federal land and has not paid the fees. Right. It was kind of anticlimactic. Nothing yeah. really happened to Bundy. He's still, like, doing his thing. He's not paying the millions of dollars that he owes, and, the, like, the feds don't know what it's to like, do with why that. didn't he go to jail? Like, he was in an armed standoff with government officials. Like, what the yeah. fuck is up with this? Mm-hmm. Where they just keep, like, getting away with it? <laughs> And I won't quote him, but Bundy's got a lot of quotes on record of being horribly racist, both towards Black and Mexican people. Uh, He talks about Mexican people are coming here illegally, and they defy the Constitution, but he says that they do work hard, but they're not better than white people. No sorry. Oh, God. Oh, that's awful. Oh, that's so awful. And then he's got this horrible rant about a black community and community housing in Las Vegas where he says the word Negro a lot. Um, mm. Like, a lot. It sounds like an 1800s, like, you know, it's it's bad. Uh, <laughs> he just says mm. that, like, all these people are here to mooch off the government. That's why you shouldn't pay your taxes because they're just taking it to be on welfare. It's just like that whole racist rhetoric shit that white supremacists have been saying forever. Um, he also questioned whether or not black people were better off as slaves or just living off of government subsidy. This Christ. So he's comparing being on go. welfare. Uh, as bad or just as bad as slavery like a criminally insane person and this is where he lost a lot of support because at first Rand Paul, Glenn Beck, Sean Hannity all these like far-right Republicans and conservatives like yeah he's uh, a good guy they're like oh like they put him on Fox News they were like oh he's just like average Joe like Joe America like hard-working American man he lifted himself up by his bootstraps um, but by inheriting just, a farm <laughs> from native people <laughs> they stole it from like, what the fuck yeah. is that? Uh, once he starts talking about how slavery wasn't that bad even then yeah, they are like okay we got even Fox is like we can't say that on, yeah we like, gotta go <laughs> <laughs> we say that behind closed doors <laughs> 
so we'll get back to Cliven. Uh, he does come back, but now we have to move on from that maniac uh, to go to Oregon. So the year is now 2016. And the Malhor, Malhar, Malhor <laughs> Wildlife Refuge is located in Harney County, Oregon. So Dwight Hammond is a rancher who is very upset about a fence. U.S. Fish and Wildlife was building a fence that would block Hammond's cattle from foraging for food and water. The grazing permit had already been revoked, but Hammond was still like, I still got a, my water rights. And then Hammond threatened to kill a bunch of people at the Department of Fish and Wildlife, as one does. Ugh, you know, when okay. you threaten murder at the Fish and Wildlife Department. God. And threatening the lives of the U.S. officials was not something unusual for this man. He also had a history of illegally slaughtering deer and then also setting a lot of fires, especially fires to cover up the illegal slaughter of the deer. <laughs> Jeez. And I don't know That's why like, they were deer. I don't know. I don't know. People like to kill, like, hunt. But, like, slaughtering of deer, like, just seems a little intense. And it's like that psychopath test of, like, the first stages is, like, violence towards animals and arson. <laughs> Right. And this guy's doing both of those. So, uh, yeah, and they're like, oh, we just, like, kill all these deer. How do we cover it up? Oh, let's, like, set fire to this entire field. That'll make it better. So, in 2012, mm -hmm. Hammond and his brother, Stephen, uh, were then arrested for arson on federal land for doing, like, backburns. And they were trying to prevent other fires, they said. That was their excuse. Um, so, you're trying to prevent fires by starting your own fire? Okay. okay. Um, great excuse. I didn't understand that at all, but it sounds to me like these guys are just arsonists. They just like want to set fire to things and then they're doing it on federal land. So you're going to get, I mean, you're going to get in trouble no matter what, but especially if it's on federal land. But they only got a few months in prison, uh, but then they almost got resentenced by a federal judge. And that's when people got real mad. So now we have Eamon Bundy. That's right, Eamon, son of Cliven. They all got God. these names. Why are they named, like, <laughs> seriously, like, Jebediah? Like, that's like... <laughs> the more, I don't, I don't know, but, yeah, Eamon is trying to, like, one-up his dad. He's like, I gotta keep the legacy alive. Like, dad was over here in Bunkerville. I gotta go to Oregon and start my own revolution. <laughs> Uh, so that's the one. Eamon is the one that got tased and also allegedly kicked the police dog. <laughs> Great. Great guy all around. <laughs> Stand-up guy. Um, him, him and his other guy, uh, his other, oh yeah, this other guy, Ryan Payne, uh, they hear about this dispute at the Hammond Ranch, and that gets the attention of all the nut jobs that were at Bunkerville, all the Oath Keepers, all these other guys. They start Come into Oregon. Now, yeah. Eamon gets hundreds, about 300 uh, people exactly, to gather in this Oregon county, and they have all these marches and meetings, and it's just like a bunch of angry people sharing their grievances about the federal government, their treacherous overreach. And before you know it, Bundy and his goons are marching to and taking over and occupying this wildlife refuge. And they're setting up defense oh. positions. 
And it was just very frustrating, like trying to figure out the number of people there. Cause some people were like, it was like 20 guys. And then other people were like, it was 150 guys. So it was like all over the place. So this wildlife refuge is mostly unoccupied, uh, but is of course owned by the federal government. So you can see the issue we got here. <laughs> so the BLM is trying to get them to vacate. Payne and Bundy are like, nope, you gotta release the Hammond brothers. So what if they slaughter deer and set fires and don't have freedom <laughs> permits? That's their freedom <laughs> to do so. They can do that. <laughs> freedom, baby. And, quote, Eamon Bundy said the ultimate goal of the militants was to get the economics here in the county revived for logging and outdoor recreation. Okay. They also just want the refuge as their base and just kind of want to live there with their guns and just kind of, like, show oh, up. Oh, like, ah, we took this. Fuck up the whole environment there. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> People were donating food, water, weapons. I saw this whole YouTube video of this woman being like, my husband's at the refuge. I'm cooking food for all our boys. And it was like, oh boy, uh, lady, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta get out. Um, they made a wish list, like an Amazon wish list or like some kind of online wish list where they were like, here's where you can like things that we need and you can donate or give us money to buy them. Um, Things on that list included food, cigarettes, a children's book about the Constitution. <laughs> God. A children's book. Let's make that clear. They're so smart. <laughs> we need it in pictures, and it can't be longer than, like, you know, five pages. Um, they also asked for extra large condoms. Ew. Ew. Oh, I had to put that in and there. Just like, like compensating. <laughs> Come on. Like <laughs> so there also who is there? Just a bunch of bros? I mean, there's like some women. There are women in it, but like it's mostly men. <laughs> so I'm like, are you guys are you into each other? Because that's fine. Just like be open about it. I feel like you got a lot of pent-up feelings. <laughs> yeah. And like, do you have to like you're on a wildlife? Like, I don't it yeah. So there were definitely women, but it was majority, mostly men. Now, they occupy it for pretty long. Uh, weeks, in fact. In the third week, a singing group comes to serenade them. It's like a mom and her seven children. <laughs> um, they also sang at the Bunkerville standoff as well. So they're like, oh, we gotta get going. We gotta go up to Oregon now. The boys need us. So weird. Who are these people? <laughs> yeah, I mean, isn't that just so cute? You take your kids to church, the county fair, a weirdly violent anti-government standoff at a <laughs> wildlife refuge filled with weapons. Great. <laughs> what a great story for the children to grow up into. Yep. <laughs> so Eamon Bundy and his other brothers, uh, there's three of them, by the way. Eamon is the leader. Uh, they were invited to a nearby town called John Day to speak to the sheriff there because, again, they love the sheriff. And they wanted to talk about their love of the Constitution. Um, so they were just like, yeah, we'll, like, we'll drive, we'll leave the refuge, we'll drive over, come to John Day, talk about the Constitution, we'll talk about how much we love you because you're the sheriff. Um, we got a great setup going. Uh, but they quickly notice when they leave that police cars are following them. 
So they're like, oh God, it's a setup. Because of course it's a setup. Why do you guys? Of course it is, you dumb <laughs> You lost your compound, of course. They're going to come <laughs> after you. Uh, these guys, they don't care though, because they're like, we got to get to the sheriff. He's the ultimate authority. So even if state cops are chasing us, we're getting to the real cop, which is the sheriff a couple towns over. Which, it's so insane. Like, if a <laughs> cop is after you, it's like, no, no, we don't, we don't need you. I don't care if you're trying to arrest me. When we get to the sheriff, he'll, like, set things straight. Now, I'm actually- I'll explain it. I'm fine. <laughs> Uh, but the cops stop them. They get, you know, they get pulled over. Um, I don't know if they have, like, the road blocked, but they get Payne and Bundy and another guy in custody, so they're arrested. However, some fella named Lavoy Finnicum is like, nuh <laughs> Their names! <laughs> He's like, you're not taking me. Uh, I gotta go to the sheriff. Leave me alone. He gets back in the car, which has some other people in it, and he just starts driving off again. So he gets stopped again by more cops. They're like, no, you, we're arresting you. He gets out, starts yelling, shoot me, reaches for his handgun, and then he's shot dead by the state troopers. Okay, there we go. Like, why did that take so long? It's <laughs> a one-time police violence. It's like, yeah, that sounds correct. You. That's correct. He that asked you man to shoot that him. <laughs> he reached for a weapon. That's he gave you, you basically consent. <laughs> shoot me, please. <laughs> Like, I do, and he probably would rather die a patriot in his eyes than, like, be I mean, arrested yeah. in a prison. And, like, probably true. I mean, and they probably made him a martyr, you Yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. Now, while Lavoie's dead body is taken away, um, and the others are also arrested, because there were, like, all, like, some women in the back of the car, some other guy, uh, they start singing the Star Spangled Banner. <laughs> Well, like, a dead body is being taken away. They're just, and they're getting arrested for, like, treason and violence. They just start singing the Star Spangled Banner. So um, weird. Because, I mean, that's a bop, no matter what. You can't stop <laughs> that flop. Now, this really takes a hit on the standoffs, morale. More and more people start leaving, and by mid-February, there's only, like, four people left. Uh, Cliven Bundy actually tries to come to support but he is arrested in the airport because he brings, brings a shit ton of guns. Like, the place right. he can't bring, like, the one main place he can't take a ton of weapons. So, like, yeah. the FBI is right there. They, like, know he's coming. They see him. He's got all these weapons. He gets arrested, finally. So, Cliven does at least go to prison for some time. Okay, good. Now, eventually, three others leave. The last guy standing is a dude named David who goes on some long rant about the government and UFOs. Uh, it's kind of his big hurrah because he's the last guy at the wildlife refuge. Um, hmm. All about, like, the government's in conspiracy with the aliens and the aliens are going to come take us over. Oh, he's on another level. <laughs> yeah, he's one of those, like, I don't know where he's from if he's one of those, like, alien desert people in, Ar in Arizona, Nevada, you know? Right. Um, but he's lost his marbles. So <laughs> he's got this big hurrah, uh, but then the BLM was able to get back to the refuge. The place is completely trashed. I mean, large condoms sprinkled everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> they just, oh, like, no. they didn't take care of it. I mean, they trashed it. It was polluted. So it was sad. Polluted. I'm just, like, more sad for the animals and the environment in these. <laughs> it's awful. Yeah, it was bad. 
So those are the two main stories I wanted to talk about that involved the Oath Keepers because they were both a big part of that. Now, neither Eamon nor Cliven are technically Oath Keepers, but the Oath Keepers were the ones that came to their aid that also came to aid during the Sugar Pine standoff in Oregon in 2015, the occupation of Chrissy Field in San Francisco, and made tons of threats towards the Oregon State Capitol in 2019. There's a lot of stuff happening in Oregon. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of it is because, like, Oregon's, like, very weird in that you've got, like, liberal cities, you've got Portland, you've got these, like, beautiful areas, but then, like, outside in, like, rural Oregon, you've got the Klan, and you've got yeah. real, like, racist, like, crazy. Well, isn't Colorado kind of similar in that way? Yeah. Or at least, like, conservatives outside of the cities? Honestly, like, with any of these states, like, past, I mean, even the East Coast, too, like, any major city, it's a liberal bubble, and then you drive even, like, a half hour outside in any direction, it's it gets weird. (laughs) Yeah. It's definitely like that, you know, Denver, I'm like, everybody is liberal, and we love everybody, and then you go down, and you're like, oh, boy, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I actually, when I was in Crestone, Colorado, which is where, like, the Great Sand Dune National Park is, and it's, like, a very beautiful area, we went to these hot springs, and at the hot springs, there was a sign that was, like, we here at Crestone Hot Springs, or whatever it's called, we care about the police, and all lives matter, and it was, like, this banner outside the hot springs, and I was, like, like, I don't understand why you have this opinion. (laughs) And why does it have to be displayed at your hot spring yeah, business? It's like, uh, can I still go? Like, I don't, I don't know what's happening. Is this, am I going to be joining, like, a cult if I come in here? I just wanted to sit in some hot water. I don't, oh, boy. So, yeah. <laughs> now, they also, the Oath Keepers made a lot of threats against uh, Hillary Clinton. Surprise, surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were very, like, open or like they were gearing up for a civil war if hillary was going to win the 2016 election they were like we are oh god uh remember elmer yeah he urged the other oath keepers to hunt down anyone committing voting fraud during the 2016 election he was like take out your guns you see somebody cheating at the polls because that happens all the time um i don't know shoot them in the face that's what you got to do because you're a patriot oh my god (laughs) They also popped up after uh, the tragic school shooting at Stoneman Douglas High School in 2018. Uh, They reached out and said, the Oath Keepers in the wake of the horrific attack, it is time to step up nationwide and defend our schools against the threat of mass murder. Enough is enough. By bringing in more guns. By bringing in more guns, by arming teachers and like, Security. Oh, I hate that like, fucking crazy, crazy argument. Yeah, they were like, you know what helps uh, mass shootings? More weapons to shoot people. More with. weapons that's, for that's more shootings. Yep. And remember uh, Kim Davis? She was the county clerk in Kentucky that refused yes. to issue marriage licenses to I gay do couples. Remember that. Mm-hmm. Well, the Oath Keepers, they heard about her issue and they offered to be her security detail. Uh, during her trial. <laughs> oh, how nice. Yeah, but Davis's legal team advised against it. They were, <laughs> they were like, that's not gonna look good for you. They were like, yeah, we want to give
give her less time in prison. I feel like if all these, like, angry white men come to the courthouse with guns, it's not going to be good. Um, so they were like, okay, fine. But, like, our offer stands if you want us. <laughs> we'll come back. <laughs> and last but not least, uh, January 6, 2021, a whole angry mob of them stormed the U.S. Capitol, tried to overturn the presidential election, and we all couldn't avoid hearing about that because that was a traumatizing shit show of a day. That was wild. That was wild. Just, like, working from home watching that on the news (laughs) like covid is like ravaging the country yeah it's just like oh oh this oh oh Oh, they're just tacking this on are they okay jeez that's the oath keepers they're crazy they're mean they're violent they're racist they're extremists uh, incredible hypocrites, because I don't understand any of what they stand for. Uh, they like to make up fake dilemmas everywhere they go. Because, um, again, they started getting mad about cattle <laughs> and about a fence. Yeah. About tortoises. Uh, <laughs> at their best, they're hilariously stupid. Um, at their worst, they're domestic terrorists. Uh, yeah. But if we remember one thing, it's that all these men are white, and we all know it'd be a very different outcome if any of these standoffs involved anyone of a different race. Yeah. God bless America. <laughs> the yeah. end. <laughs> the end. <laughs> I mean, I think if there's ever an episode that's gonna get us death threats, I think it's gonna be this one. <laughs> yeah. I know the Oath Keepers were our main listener fan base, um, all of our 12 listeners. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I did put this in there, but there was a whole part where, like, they all gave each other nicknames. Oh, that's hilarious. It's like Flavor of Love. It's like the Flavor They were like, oh, this is the general. This is, like, Taskmat. Like, oh, I should have put it in now. I so lame. They were really funny nicknames that they all gave each other. And they just, like, you formed a cult. Just say it. You just made a little cult. You got, things got out of control. Yeah. You're lucky that you're white because the police would have just like nuked you if you were black or brown people. Right. (laughs) Right. I don't get it. I just don't get it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, And I'm like, have you read the Constitution? They haven't. That's the wild thing. Is you have <laughs> read the Constitution. They keep like being like, maybe we should get a children's book of that just to like re-familiarize <laughs> ourselves with it. Oh, like a textbook for adults? No, no, no. I think um, I think like that Judy B. Jones lady. She wrote one. That's fine. Let's just do yeah. that. <laughs> pictures. Yeah, they are like comical in a way. I mean, the, the crazy Washington impersonator. What are they doing? I mean, I do kind of want to be invited to a Patriot party just to see what's happening. But I mean, I would, but then I would just like hate every conversation I was having. Yeah. And I would be afraid of all Yeah, of I would be afraid for my life. Because <laughs> I think for a lot of this, it was like some women, it's like January 6th, there were women there, but like mostly it's like like soccer moms that are just like real mad and they got nothing to lose because they're like, I hate my kids. I got to fight for something. So here I am. Yeah. And then the 
guys are like, I neglect my kids, so here I am. It's like, no, all of you are procreating, and that's very sad. Yeah, stop. (laughs) I mean, it just makes the, like, basis of, you've seen Idiocracy, right? Yeah. Yeah, like, the beginning of Idiocracy, like, it does kind of make sense. (laughs) It's like, the people not using birth control, having a lot of kids, are often the dumbest worst Mm -hmm. you know yeah yeah Yeah, and especially these people because they're like the other races are taking over we have to have a ton of white babies to preserve our whatever because we're under threat of attack because muslim people are gonna have a child (laughs) i I just thought it was interesting because i was like oh like these people didn't come out of nowhere like, January 6th, they didn't, like, sprout out of the ground. And, yeah, like, Trump didn't create these people. Like, I'd love to give Trump credit because, you I, know, if I could give him credit so for everything terrible. But he didn't know either. He's, they, these people have been around for a long time. He didn't make them. But I do feel that he incited them. <laughs> he made them comfortable to be outwardly insane. Yes. Yeah. Which is, like... Because I feel like under Obama, they were like, oh, well, we can have Bunkerville, we can have this Oregon standoff. But then Trump comes, and they're like, you know what? We gotta level up. We gotta take the capital. Gotta take the country now. (laughs) (laughs) And they never win. None of these were successful. Like, they never got Because they're losers. They're straight-up losers. They're the bad guys. (laughs) It's like you're pro-Confederacy. Okay, you're pro-loser then. Like You're very oh. into losing, aren't you? <laughs> For being such an alpha male, you think you would want to win. Yeah. <laughs> oh, America oh, is great. <laughs> yeah, it's like not good. And I also just don't like the tie to all this environmental stuff because it's like, all of these conflicts are just going to be exacerbated a million times as climate change becomes more of an issue you know so it's just like okay great like all these cattle farmers that feel that they deserve the land like are gonna move into greener land and other stuff and Mm -hmm. like places where they feel like they deserve to be and it's like no and they've made caring about the environment a political debate right like, yeah. oh, you want to preserve a tortoise species, you fucking liberal, you liberal woke <laughs> yes. mom? How dare you? Some Republicans like tortoises, too. Like, just, like, <laughs> it can be bipartisan. You can like animals and yeah, not, like, what is, like, no, we gotta murder the environment. That's what, yeah. that's we what. We gotta kill it as hard as we can. We have to slaughter deer and start fires. <laughs> To be fair, there are an overabundance of white-tailed deer, but you don't have to slaughter them. You could control yeah. hunt them. <laughs> yeah, it's a little weird that you're really, like, into slaughter. I have some concerns. I don't like the fires either. I feel like you're getting, like, some sexual attraction to this. I feel That's like what the condoms are for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gotta be I protected like you while boys. you're doing <laughs> weird things with a fire. <laughs> I mean, maybe they just wanted to take over the wildlife refuge to just have an orgy. I mean, that's fine. If you guys want to have an orgy, have an orgy. I don't think all this violence is necessary. Just be yourselves. Yeah, they have a lot of pent-up things going on there, and they could just release it with each other. Yeah. (laughs) 
I mean, I think that's the answer to all of this. America's woes, um, world peace, just be gay. <laughs> just be gay. <laughs> just please be gay. <laughs> if we had less street men, we could just, you know, cohabitate. But that's, that's, uh, that's America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, that was the Oath Keepers. Oath Keepers. Explain the way.